Welcome to Vision Drip, a podcast designed to give you a steady drip of our vision, mission, and DNA to establish and refine the gospel culture at Sacred City Church. I'm your host, Pastor Sam Schmidt, church planter and pastor of Sacred City Church in Moline, Illinois. I am so excited to have you with me as I hope this podcast helps to equip you as a disciple of Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life as we set out to make disciples, plant churches, and renew the city. Not only do I hope that this podcast helps you grow, but it would grow your affections for Jesus. So let's dive into this episode of Sacred City Vision Drill. everybody we are back i'm back here we are kicking off a new season of sacred city vision drip uh took a bit of a hiatus there um things got busy there in the springtime um and sort of dipped off with production and uh, there's some other things that need my attention uh we had a baby in april of course before that was holy week and it just gets to be uh, a crazy season and then of course moving in the summer people are um, out and about, they are uh, taking their family vacations and whatnot, and so typically it sort of dials back a little bit, and so I just kind of I let it I let it sit for a bit, um, but I wanted to come back to it. I want to come back to to sort of uh, revive this podcast because I think it's a, a helpful resource uh, for just another another stream of content that can help you think through um, your identities and, and rhythms that we have at Sacred City, that that of, of family, missionary servants, and learners, and, and the, the, the rhythms that we have together of eating, blessing, celebrating, listening, um, and recreating. And, and so I wanted to bring this back um, and uh, and get back to it. And 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 really, the hardest part about going getting back to this was finding all the equipment because somehow it got scattered throughout the church. But I got it; it's here, um, locked and loaded, ready to go. And uh, on this on this you know this first episode here, I wanted to take some time to reintroduce um, the the campaign that we're launching in the months of September and October called Around the Table. It's a two month hospitality campaign. Um, that we're challenging uh, everyone who's, who calls Sacred City Church, Church their home uh, to take part of. And, and I'm going to explain it here in this podcast, and there might be a follow-up podcast depending on how fast I can get through some of this stuff. Um, and, I, and I wanted to uh, kind of re-announce this, because I, I talked about it on Sunday morning during the announcements, uh, just gave a, a, a little introduction to it. Um, and we're going to have some more introductions here coming up on Sunday. Uh, but I wanted to have this longer format to be able to kind of talk through it and unpack uh, a little bit about it and share um, where this is coming from. I, I, there's a couple of things, two big contributing things to um, me wanting to, to challenge us at Sacred City to um, to lean into this, this you know, two-month hospitality campaign we're calling Around the Table. Um, first of all, uh, on and off for the last few months, I have been reading a, a memoir by um, Pastor Eugene Peterson, um, the late Eugene Peterson. Uh, Eugene was the guy who who translated the Message Bible. It's a great devotional Bible. I love, 
pulling it out because he does such a great job of taking um, some of the old um, language of the Bible. Sometimes you just feel kind of disconnected, like we literally live in a different world um, than, than what that first century audience, or even you go back even further into the Old Testament, where we just don't really understand um, at first glance, what what he's talking about, and what Eugene has done is take um, the Bible and translate it into our modern vernacular. And so, um, I think it's a really helpful resource. It's not my primary uh, translation of the Bible. I typically go to the English Standard Bible. That's what we use at Sacred City. Um, but I also have you know um, the Christian Standard Bible, and um, there, there's a couple of NIV Bibles I like to pull out from time to time. Um, that that all have their place uh, and, and appreciate them, but um, the message is uh, a really unique translation. And um, anyway, so I was reading this memoir that Eugene had had written, uh, sort of reflections um, on his pastorate. He he had many decades. I want to say like four or five decades in pastoral ministry, and he sort of was going back and and recounting um, how he got into pastoral ministry and what it was like when he was in there. Uh, if you have any desire to be a pastor, I think it's a fascinating book. It was really insightful for me. Um, but one of the chapters that just sort of uh, struck me um, was a chapter called, oh, I'm going to mess it up, but uh, what do you call it? Um, called it Eucharistic Hospitality. And the word Eucharist, I know, we don't use that word a lot, but Eucharist is another word for the Lord's Supper um, or Communion. We do this every Sunday. When we come together, we go through the liturgy and worship time. We go to the preaching of God's Word. Uh, and then we all come together, all the Christians, the, the the professing and baptized Christians, or we say repentant and baptized believers, um, welcome to the Lord's table and share this common meal together. And one of the things in his memoir that he talks about is really the most um, impactful strategy that he saw at play in the life and the growth and the maturity of his church was, yeah, coming together at, for the Lord's Supper on Sundays, but also the shared meal that happens um, around the table with people from the church. And also, in addition to that, as a missional opportunity, so people who do not yet know Jesus, that you're engaging with them in a hospitable way um, around the table, sharing a meal, and, and in a really sweet way, Jesus is present uh, with us when we do that. And, and that's a, a way that, that the Lord blesses. You can talk about, uh, you go read the Gospels. I think the Gospel of Luke um, really captures this, how so much of Jesus's ministry happens around the table at parties. He's sharing a meal. He's he's talking to his disciples. Um, he's feeding the masses while um, providing food because food is is not only functional because like, you know, our bodies need food. Um, but, but there's a, a communal and spiritual aspect to eating. Um, it, it's communal in a sense. Just look at every single table that is um, in, in every home uh, throughout the Quad Cities. I'm generalizing here. But everybody has at least has more than two ch- chairs at their table, almost guaranteed, right? Because we all it, we sort of it, it, it's intuitive that we eat together. It makes sense. We would share a meal. We eat together, we sit together, we talk together in this time. So it's got this communal aspect, but there's also the spiritual element to eating that that it points to a deeper spiritual reality. In fact, we see this when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, um, the Samaritan woman at the well, and uh, he's asking her for to to draw some water for him, and and she goes, well, why don't you do it? You know, and he goes, well, if you would ask, if you knew who you're talking to, you would ask me for living water. So Jesus says, water 
um, drink points us to uh, the, the spiritual reality that we're thirsty for something. Our souls are thirsty, but there's also when Jesus says that I am the bread of life. Um, Jesus is pointing to the reality that, that we are meant to fill our bellies, fill our souls um, on Jesus in the gospel. And so um, eating has this ability to kind of take this very physical thing and connect it to a spiritual reality. Um, and, and I think that Eugene Peterson captured that in a really beautiful way in his memoir. And the other thing that could be thinking about this, uh, kind of like wanting to embark on this campaign here, um, is that we just celebrated with Sacred Sea Davenport. They just celebrated their 10-year anniversary, which in the church planning world, that's a huge deal. Um, most churches don't make it out of year two, year three. Um, so let alone to, to be able to be in existence for um, 10 years is a huge deal, but then to see how God has grown and multiplied Sacred City Church, the fact that we are planted out of them, they sent us out with a bunch of people, and and we're trying to create this work, the same sort of work that God's doing in Davenport over here in Moline, and, and so... Um, in that celebration, maybe kind of reflect on some of the uh, the most vibrant months uh, or seasons of gospel ministry that that I've had as part of uh, Sacred City Davenport, and even here at Sacred City Moline. Some of the best moments in ministry can be captured uh, by seeing sort of a growth in maturity and a growth in numbers of new people coming to be part of the church because people were sharing meals together. Um, and, and I think that there is something that the dinner table is a powerful weapon, uh, for the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of times we undervalue it. We don't appreciate it because there, there is a sense of, uh, you know, living in sort of an individualistic society or even just thinking of it as our home as sort of a sanctuary. It's, it's my space where we don't invite people into. We underutilize this incredible gift, uh, that God has given us. And, and in doing so, um, we, we settle for, um, shallow, I'll say shallow because I say shallow because we can go deeper. These, th- th- There's a lack of depth in the relationships that we have with the people in the church, but also uh, we're just not eating with not yet Christians and, and missing some of these missional opportunities. And so um, that's one of the reasons why. It's like God has given us this incredible opportunity, the, the resource of the, of the kitchen table um, or the dining room table, wherever your, ki- your table might be, um, to use uh, in, in honor of Jesus. And, and so I wanted to kind of reclaim this, kind of get back to the basics, because even in the introduction when I was talking about the identities and rhythms, one of our the key rhythms that we have, it's one of the things that we, we consistently have done, it's been part of Sacred City Church since the beginning, um, is the rhythm of we eat together as family and as missionaries. And there's also this element, at, when we eat together, we also have the opportunity to lean into our servant identity by practicing hospitality, by by welcoming the stranger, by making people feel welcome. Um, and I think that this is just a, a, a really crucial piece of what we're trying to do here in the city and to make Jesus famous. Um, and so I want to uh, challenge anybody who calls Sacred City Church their home, or Sacred City Moline specifically, uh, to join us in this Around the Table campaign. Um, here's what it's going to look like. Uh, in the months of September and October, we're asking and challenging you to be intentional with one meal a week. Okay, think of this. Throughout the week, most people eat 21 meals a week. 21 meals a week, all right? So if you're in a mission community, one of those meals a week, you're going to be with your MC family, and that's awesome. Um, what I'm asking for is one more meal a week. So of the of the 21, 19 would be accounted for uh, with some sort of gospel intentionality with the intent of inviting, inviting a couple of different categories of people over. So the first one, uh, in that, that one time a week over the course of 
uh, I think it is eight or maybe it's nine weeks. I can't remember exactly how many how many weeks are in those two months. Um, that you would be having it, basically think of it this way: three weeks on, one week off. Um, so the first week, maybe you have somebody over from your missional community, um, somebody that you want to be connecting with, somebody you want to get to know their story a little bit better, um, somebody you just want to you know spend some time with and have some intentional gospel conversations about what what the Lord's doing in that person's life, whether it's sharing evidences of grace, um, or maybe that person's going through a hard time and, and you have the opportunity to counsel them and just to be a good friend to them, uh, to point them back to Jesus in the midst of, of their trials and, and tribulations. Um, so thinking of that, so inviting your somebody from your missional community over. Um, the other one would be somebody from the church, because one of the things, as we multiply and continue multiplying um, churches, some, sometimes, you know, there are people who I've been in missional community with, um, you know, going back five years that I just don't get to see very often. I mean, besides our normal Sunday gatherings and whatnot, but I, I don't get to interact with them as often as I used to. And so um, there's an opportunity to reconnect with those folks, but there's also a lot of new people at Sacred City. And so being th- thinking about um, maybe there's somebody new who you don't yet know, and you just want to connect with them and, and get to know them a little better, that that kind of person would be um, from the church, from the church at large, um, would be somebody you want to invite over for maybe week two. And then, and then week three, um, be thinking missionally. Somebody that you know um, doesn't go to church, maybe they're not being discipled, um, who doesn't yet know Jesus, but you can just invite them over, share a meal with them, um, get to know their story, and if the Lord opens a door uh, for you to share the gospel or to to talk about spiritual things, um, you've got an incredible opportunity to do so right there at your dining room table. And and what's what's really important about this is our mission to make disciples, plant churches, and renew the cities, I think a big piece of that, a, a huge contributor to that mission um, and seeing it come to fruition is the shared meal uh, of having people um, around the table. And so for the months of September and October, we're kicking this campaign off. And and if you call Sacred City Church um, your home, uh, we want you to sort of rise to the challenge. Um I'm praying. I've been praying for this. I'm going to keep this short this week, um, and just say that I've been praying for this uh, over the last several months as I've been reading that book uh, and saying, "Lord, what is it that you want us to kind of go back to? What is it you want us to do? How can we be better used uh, for ministry here in the Quad Cities? And how can we even use um, our homes uh, to, to carry out the mission of God in the Quad Cities?" And so um, I'm praying for this. I'm praying the Lord would bless us. I know for some people, this is going to be in your wheelhouse. We were just talking on Sunday about spiritual gifts um, as we were preaching through Ephesians 4. And there are some people at Sacred City Church that have an incredible hospitality gift. Um, their home is welcoming. They're good cooks. They're great at, at, at uh, engaging in conversation. They're fun to be around. They just make people feel welcome. And some, so, so for some people, this is going to be in your wheelhouse. Um, and for other people... This is going to be really, really challenging, right? Um, some people, maybe you've, having people over to your home is not something you do regularly. And there might be a bunch of different reasons for that. And, and I think in the next episode, um, I'm going to tackle some of the objections, maybe some of the challenges that people are going to brush up against as you lean into this challenge. Um, but I know, I know that this is something everybody, so not everybody has the gift of hospitality, but everybody in scripture, all Christians are called to be hospitable. 
And so I think this is one of the ways, just like you exercise your muscles to get stronger and to get better or, or an athlete, you know, we just saw the Olympics going on. Uh, over the last couple months, you you see them exercising and, and practicing. This is one of the ways that we can practice hospitality. And so if, if you are going into this and this is out of your comfort zone, this is out of your wheelhouse, it's okay. Like you can, you can, it's okay to be bad at it. Um, but what's not okay is to not practice hospitality. Um, and so this is an opportunity that we're giving you, we're teeing it up for you to fail forward, to give it a try, ask for the Spirit's help. Say, God, show me what I need to do. How can I be good at this? Uh, and then ask for the Spirit's help in actually carrying out. And then being able to say, Lord, I don't know if any of that really mattered, if that really counted at all. But, you know, would you teach me? Would you teach me how to do this better? And then teach me to love it as well. Because uh, the gospel is just um, this incredible... Eh, Rosaria Butterfield the gospel, says the gospel comes with a house key. She's got a book by that title. And she's got an incredible story because she uh, she had a really crazy story where she was um, living very, very liberal. Um, she was working uh, as, as a, I think, a literary scholar, a teacher um, in a college. She was in a, a lesbian relationship. And um, she was just, in a lot of ways, not interested in, in God or Jesus. Um, but it was through a faithful pastor and wife, a faithful couple that would invite her over, that would open the Bible and allow her to ask questions, to engage in conversations. This was one of the primary contexts where the Lord, that the Lord used to win her over to Christ. And, and she, in her, in her, um, she talks about that in the book, I think, um, uh, The Gospel Comes with the House Key, but really captures that whole process in her book called Secrets of an Un- Unlikely Convert, which is, by the way, is another incredible book. Um, I highly recommend that one. But um, she just attributes her conversion and the process, the slow process that was to sharing meals around the table. And I think the Lord... Uh, continues to do and wants to do more of of those things around our kitchen tables. And and I think little by little, uh, like meal by meal, the kingdom of heaven moves forward. And so I, I want to encourage you, this what this challenge is about, is calling people into that, calling people into the ministry, calling people into intentional uh, bouts of hospitality, practicing hospitality, intentionality in gospel conversations. And I'm asking the Lord to bless us. And through this, that we could see uh, a, a new burst of growth where we see um, Christians maturing, going deeper into the gospel because of the relationships that we have that are centered upon Jesus. And also to see new people coming to church, new people, you know, wanting to see what this Jesus stuff um, is all about. So if you want to join me, I would appreciate it. Um, we're going to kick off this campaign here in in about 10 days as I'm recording this. Um, and, and I would just love for you to really jump headlong into this with me and practicing, um, hospitality and, um, and pray for God to keep doing all of the good stuff that's already been happening around the table. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your week.